welcome to my podcast. My name is Tilly Morris, and today we are going to be discussing the issue of water pollution. Water pollution is defined as the contamination of water sources by substances which make the water unusable for drinking, cooking, cleaning, swimming, and other activities. Pollutants include chemicals, trash, bacteria, and parasites. Across the world, we have seen an overall decline in water quality from human activity. Industrial waste, oil spills, chemicals used for agriculture, sewage, and marine dumping have all contributed to this. We have seen the water quality in our local New York and New Jersey waters decrease as a result of all of these factors. This issue is also worsened by the enormous decrease in oyster populations in recent years. A few centuries ago, the Hudson River, Navasink River, Raritan Bay, and more local waters were packed with oysters. Oysters were an enormous helper in maintaining good water quality. But development, over-harvesting, and pollution in recent years have now made oysters functionally extinct in our waters. However, groups like the New York and New Jersey Baykeeper are now working to fix this issue and restore oyster populations in our local waters specifically in the Raritan Bay. I had the privilege to speak to two amazing members of the team at the NYNJ Baykeeper that are currently working on this project, and here's what they had to say. I'm Meredith Comey, and I'm the Restoration Program Director. And I am Amanda Bodie, and I am the program coordinator. Cool, thank you. Um, so what is the overall mission of your work with the uh, New York, New Jersey Baykeeper? <clears throat> Sorry, my allergies are bad. That's um, okay. <laughs> so our program focuses on um, in-water and shoreline restoration. So we do uh, oyster restoration and living shorelines, um, and some education and some plastic stuff as well. Um, but our focus right now is really on, um, like, resilience along the Bay Shore and, um, and our oyster work. Great. Um, what led your organiza- organization to focus on this, like, oyster restoration? And specifically, what led you guys to the Raritan Bay? Um, so I was working with NOAA probably... 15 or 16 years ago, and um, Baykeeper was at the time located out on Sandy Hook. Um, so I had previously worked for Haskins Shellfish Lab for quite a few years. So Baykeeper was starting up um, oyster gardening and oyster growing and, and reef implementation. Um, so they were working with NOAA and found out that I had experience, so I started um, helping them and eventually came to work for them. And slowly we've, you know, built the program from just oyster gardening and then oyster gardening and reef building into more of a, um, like holistic ecosystem approach. Um, we manage several projects. Um, we have an aquaculture facility at Earl and, um, yeah, so we've just, we've been expanding into, you know, we do research and, you know, everything is based on science, but we also, you know, value the education and outreach parts 
of all of this. It's very important. Um, oh, and specifically to Raritan Bay, um, I, I guess Baykeeper uh, territory is mainly Raritan Bay, Shrewsbury, Navasink, and then up into New York. So we're by state organization, but um, this was once, Raritan Bay was once, you know, hugely productive oystering area. Um, and it's, you know, our, our offices have been along the Bay Shore. So that's where we've been focusing. Cool. Um, what are some of the benefits of oysters in the waterways? So oysters, um, you know, everybody talks about their filtration mm-hmm. uh, abilities, which, of course, you know, is is amazing. They filter 50 gallons. And one adult oyster will filter 50 gallons. Um, but... I think people are focusing more recently on the habitat that they create as they grow and they make these three-dimensional upward-growing structures, which provides homes and protection for for many estuarine species. And also that habitat is, is so important for protecting our coasts, especially, you know, there's been a renewed focus on building our shorelines in a more resilient way, like not just with bulkheads, but using these natural features, um, you know, after Sandy came and mm-hmm. kind of destroyed the Bay Shore and other areas as well. Mm-hmm. And people saw that areas that had dunes and other kind of buffering elements, um, you know, survived much better. Um, so it's a, it's a great tool. The oyster is a great tool in that, in that resilience, um, Efforts. Cool. And um, oysters are ecosystem engineers. Um, so they provide numerous community functions to those bay ecosystem and the surrounding communities. So, like Meredith uh, mentioned, uh, water filtration. Um, they help dampen wave energy and shoreline erosion, and they provide habitat and feeding grounds for numerous. Species, which leads to an increase in biodiversity and overall healthier habitat. That's amazing. Um, so I understand that you guys monitor biodiversity and water quality surrounding the oyster reefs you install. Um, have you seen like increases in biodiversity, and have you seen the water quality improve? <clears throat> biodiversity, like absolutely. Um, we see. We have seen the um, increase in types of species that, that, you know, are out there compared to where we don't have our, our reefs. Mm-hmm. And we've seen um, juvenile, like juvenile fish now we're, we're, we're seeing when we do our biodiversity. We use fish traps to, to look at it. Um, so that's really important because it's showing, you know, that, you know, the fish they're utilizing the reef, reproducing, or using it for shelter. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 always my favorite part is to like see all of that, like from all the different sponges and encrusting organisms and species of crabs and worms and and the fish um, to know that you know these reefs are doing what they should be doing, you know, providing habitat and it's being utilized. Water quality is tricky. Um, any all of these projects, you know, even even the big ones, it's hard to measure the you know if they're filtering the water. It, there's 
even though we're putting out, you know, quite a bit of oysters, it's nowhere near, nowhere near, like, what the population was. So yeah. there's been some studies done, you know, the, on around reefs, and it, it's very localized, if, if at all. Um, so we do look at water quality, but we mostly look at salinity and dissolved oxygen, more of the health of the bay overall than, you know, what are the oysters doing? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, that's amazing about the, like, visibly seeing the biodiversity increase. Um, yeah, and Amanda's, uh, Amanda's our diver, like, head diver person, so she's always down there, and I know, like, yeah, she's, she's, like, seen it up close. All wow. That's awesome. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely see a difference in, difference in species, um, compared to the barren bay floor versus our, surrounding our reefs and other habitat-like structures. Yeah, nice. That's really cool. Um, so, um, your organization has been able to restore over 7 million oysters to the waters by now. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about the physical process of installing the oyster reefs? Yeah, so, um, you know, up here in the Hudson American Estuary, it's, it's extremely urban, it's extremely altered, so we mm-hmm. don't have any... First of all, we don't have any larvae really in the system because a lot of most of the beds were either destroyed as you know pollution came and, and dredging and all of that, or they were shut down due to water quality and, and disease. Talking like back in the forties and fifties, mm-hmm. um, so we I always say we have to do everything from scratch. Like we have to provide the habitat. So we'll we have our aquaculture tanks and we'll fill that with either whatever substrate we're using, whether it be, you know, clamshell. Most recently, we've been using oyster castles, which are these, like, Lego structures that kind of click together. Um, We get the larvae from a hatchery, uh, either in Maryland or Haskins down in South Jersey, and we make the conditions just right for them and put them in, and they set. And then when they're – we grow them out for a little bit in our tanks, and then we bring them out to to our sites. We've also used – like seed oysters that we've purchased that are a little bigger and put them out as well. Um, So it's difficult. It's challenging. You know, all of the organizations that do this, even South Jersey, have natural sets. So all they have to really do is put out, you know, the base or the substrate, and Mm. and they're seeing recruitment of natural oysters. Yeah. So it's a a lot harder for us in the New York Harbor. but there are more and more pockets of natural oysters that are being found. That's great. Um, like our site in the Bronx River has natural oysters. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Um, sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, it's fun. Yeah. And what does survivorship look like for the oysters? like at, you know, even our, when you look at like our partner sites in New York or Barnegat Bay. Um, so like we could pull up, like when we monitor, we'll like pull up some of the oyster castles and we'll see like one castle survivorship is great. Mm-hmm. And you'll see a survivorship on another castle that's zero because it's been, you know, a sponge got on there or there's oyster drills. Mm-hmm. Um, so like with all field work, it's, it's really variable. Um, 
the ones that do survive, they grow extremely well in the rare day. She's very out of sync. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it varies from year to year and, like, project site to project site. Yeah. And, which is just pretty standard. As my guests explained, oysters are extremely important to the health of our waterways. The work of the NYNJ Baykeeper is extremely important because oysters are the key to restoring our water quality and are crucial to our local ecosystem. Oysters seem like such an easy answer to improving water quality, but sometimes the natural world really is that simple. When local oysters were over-harvested to near extinction, biodiversity, water quality, and overall health of our ecosystem suffered. Now that they are being restored, all of these issues are slowly but surely being solved. My look into the oysters' help with water quality in the Raritan Bay has taught me that the best way to help an ecosystem is to restore its natural balance and to allow each organism to play the role that it is meant to play. I now understand that when facing environmental issues, the best thing to do is to turn to the natural world for help.